Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess Episode 1. This week we watched The Stuff. It's smooth and creamy. It's low calorie and delicious. And it kills. It's The Stuff. to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And this week, as I previously mentioned, we have watched The Stuff. And it's wonderful. A, a movie from 1985, directed by Larry Cohen. Larco Com- Productions. Yes, thank you. It's a... Uh, New World, sure, but... It's an interesting... Larco. Larco. Polo. It's a, it's a household name. It's all about brand recognition. It's a fine quality film about alien pudding... An inappropriately behaving family, <laughs> ex-FBI agents, who wants Mo, chocolate chip Charlie, and private militias. <laughs> if that doesn't sound like a uh, thing for you, well, get you out. Prob- you probably shouldn't be here. Nope. So we start our our tale of low calorie dessert treats. <laughs> it's some sort of oil refinery, I believe. <laughs> no, it was like out in the snow. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was, but it was definitely there was in the snow, snow and there were smokestacks, so I was very confused. Or cooling towers. It's, it's some kind of production facility in the snow. An old man finds some white goop coming out of the ground, so naturally he eats it. <laughs> of course, if when you see something gurgling out of the ground, you eat it. Not doing it is stupid. And he says to himself, he says, Man, if there's enough of this stuff, I bet we could sell it. Cut to the family. There's a kid whose name escapes me. I don't remember. Comes down to get something to eat in the middle of the night and sees a canister <laughs> of the stuff in the refrigerator. Moving about. His dick of a dad shows up, <laughs> and he's a real asshole. That's one of the first things Absolutely I Absolutely hate crimes this kid for being hungry at night. Basically yells at him, threatens to beat him, and sends him <laughs> off to bed. All the while, while this poor kid is trying to tell him that the stuff was moving around in the refrigerator. And it's, he was hungry. And then we cut to a commercial. You'll get used to that in this movie. The abrupt cuts to other scenes. <laughs> and the commercials are great. The, the commercials are great. Grade A material. Very, uh, very, uh, vintage. The commercial, which the tagline is, enough is never enough, which I thought was pretty hubris. Because you always gotta have more of the stuff. Then we cut to a boardroom full of ice cream tycoons, for lack of a better way to describe (laughs) it. Not a boardroom, but a a yacht. I think I read that, like, put that way into the description of the movie on one of them Wikipedias. Ice cream tycoons. Who knew? And all the while, they're discussing the ramifications of the stuff and how it's cutting into their profit margins. <laughs> As they await our hero, Mo Rutherford, to show up. Ex-FBI agent, industrial espionage, <laughs> all-around super badass. One of the best characters in movie history. So he shows up, lets them know that, hey, <laughs> they call me Mo. Because when I get something, I, I always, always want, want Mo. Mo. Goddamn, Michael Moriarty. <laughs> Might be the only reason to watch uh, this movie at points. Sometimes it drags. But no, he's you need to watch great. the whole thing. Yeah, but he makes it. Yeah, like he, Mo he is, elevates Mo is the, this uh, from just a goofy ass movie to Mo to Mo fucking Rutherford the movie. Well, he informs them that he's got this stuff issue on lock, and lets them know that he will get to the bottom of the stuff. So then we cut, of course, because that's just what we do. But once he gets the stuff, maybe he'll want Mo. Yes, I believe that he said that, actually. Mm. It would make sense. My bad. It's all good. So we cut back to the kid's house, whose whose dad is, again, actively being a dick about the fact that he <laughs> wanted to eat some food. Can't have that. 
goes to have some breakfast, and they say, hey, eat the stuff. But the kid won't eat the stuff because the stuff was moving. Oh, and his I, older brother is a treat. Oh, the whole family is just yeah. great. Just just a real grade yeah. A American family. That kid's going to turn out okay. The kid clock tower with a gun. <laughs> and again, the kid comes comes and tries to tell warn everybody that stuff, it's alive, it's moving, it ain't right. The family's having none of it, tries to get him to eat the stuff, he smacks it out of his mom's <laughs> hands and runs off. And then we cut to Mo Rutherford in a research lab, getting down and dirty with some scientists about how he's going to steal the formula from the stuff. Because <laughs> he wants Mo From a fashion shoot commercial thing? <laughs> Hell yeah, because that's where all those people hang out. Yeah, because the head of PR and marketing probably has the secret recipe, I guess. But whatever. So we cut to this fashion shoot commercial extravaganza to Mo Rutherford laying it down for the head of marketing. Trying to, you know, get in there, getting her good graces. Get Putting some, some moves on some mediocre looking chick. So he uh, gets in good with her. They agree to meet up later. Discuss some things. Discuss. <laughs> in his hotel room. Wink, wink. Oh, no, you didn't. I have to audibly say wink because you can't see me do it. Sight gags are no good on this. I gotta remember that. Then we cut to one of my favorite parts. Young Jason is his name. The boy? The boy. The young man with the shitty family. His name is Jason. Hard life. We cut to Jason running absolutely amok in a grocery store. (laughs) Smacks and stuff out of kids' hands and shopping carts and kicking over displays and breaking glass with brooms and just (laughs) totally raging out against the stuff Uh, and all it stands for. That is one of the best scenes in the movie. All the time, screaming, how it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. Fabulous. (laughs) Subdued at the supermarket, and then we cut to Mo Rutherford. There's no consequence for any of that. Yeah, none. None ever shown in the film. No. That apparently it's cool to just wreck $47,000 worth of a grocery store. That's cool. Just go home. What are you, would you stop him? I don't know. He's, well, when he started breaking shit, probably. When he broke the freezer door or whatever mm, it was. That's when I'd be less inclined to stop him. He might I, eat your throat. I was a little confused as to how come some of the stuff is okay to be in the refrigerated section, some of the stuff is okay to not be in any <laughs> yeah, section, was. and some of the stuff had to be it's in universal. the It's universal. It's the stuff, Chris. Get out of here. I don't... I'm, I'm doing... The mythos of the stuff isn't well-rounded, I don't think, sometimes. But it's fine. It's good. It's all about production value. And then we cut to Mo Rutherford getting down to business. Getting Mo business. Mo business. After... Getting some information from our fashionista head of marketing. He goes to the man from the FDA who greenlit the stuff. And I know what you're thinking. Why is the FDA greenlighting food products? Because that doesn't make any sense. I mean, they don't, generally speaking, have like... There's not a test period for right. new Cheerios or anything. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. It's not like it's on... Well, I label. mean, but there's a difference between new Cheerios and that shit. Yeah, but stuff never ended up on like the schedule of controlled Does substances. Does the FDA know that it came out of the ground? Well, the FDA man, turns out, is all about the stuff, and actively consumes the stuff, and feeds the stuff to his dog, even. That's how much he loves the stuff. Oh, yeah. That was good. So Mo gets a little information from our friend from the FDA. Mo information. Mo information. And after Mo leaves, we get a pretty pretty sweet scene of the dog going crazy on the FDA man, because he ran out of the stuff, and the dog is not (laughs) having it. Begs and pleads with this dog. It's a big dog. I think it's, it's like a Doberman or something. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. I'm not the it's dog one of them whisperer. Doverbull Mastiffs. 
Yeah, it's a big enough dog to tear out your throat. Yeah. For sure. And it eats him. <coughs> it's one of the first of many pretty entertaining practical effect scenes. I really dig the effects in this movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like they're the uh the stuff purge that happens when you perish. Yeah, that's pretty fun. So Mo gets some information, decides to head to where they tested the stuff. Yeah. Apparently, because it's like I said, it's it's a narcotic, so they tested it, and they head off to Stater, Virginia, where everybody's gone except for creepy dude and other creepy dude who work at the <laughs> gas station general store post office. <laughs> All of it. And he goes, tries to get a little information. And while he's he's grilling gas station man for information, he notices a car pull up, goes out to check it out. And out pops my second favorite part of this movie, Chocolate Motherfucking Chip Charlie. Chocolate Chip Charlie. Former Cookie Baron, <laughs> who had his uh, livelihood taken away by the stuff conglomerate. <laughs> Chocolate Chip Charlie is the main. And then some of the best buddy cop shtick since like 48 hours. Yeah, they, yeah, that was some good shit too. They decide to team up and get to the bottom of this stuff mystery. Mo, because that's what he's getting paid for, and Chocolate Chip Charlie wants revenge <laughs> for them stealing his livelihood. And he's very uh, ethnically played, Chocolate Chip Charlie. He's colorful. He is. He has some great lines <laughs> about how he's a goddamn ninja. <laughs> his hands are lethal weapons. Uh, I have to say that this movie... I wouldn't fight him. It's got some of the greatest lines in it. Yeah. They're not all winners, but when this movie hits it... it it's... I don't know. It, it's got some good lines. It ain't Troll 2, but it's got some good lines. So they go back to the general post office store station full of gas. <laughs> and start grilling the proprietor. And he's acting pretty dicey. They notice he's got a big old bin of stuff. They rifle through some mail when he walks off for reasons. And see that everybody that used to live there is now living... In the same city as the Stuff Manufacturing Facility in Georgia somewhere. Yeah, the name hmm. escapes me. And then after after the Stuff Purge happens. <laughs> Love the Stuff Purge. So they, they Okay, here, here's the skinny. They follow the guy to the back to see what is going on. What's the deal? Just in time to see the stuff crawling out of this guy. And yeah. then crawling back into him and reanimating him. It's, yep. It is fabulous. Now it's a borderline zombie movie. What a and, twist! Yeah, so now now it's very clear that the stuff not only is alive, but will consume you and make you a what I believe they refer to as a stuffy. That's hot. Yeah, I know, right? Don't don't Google that. For sure. Sounds like an adult film genre. <laughs> it probably is, unfortunately. Anyway. So after they You and I sir have different opinions of the word hot. And adult film. True. Proceed. <laughs> So after a harrowing escape from Gas Station Man, they become accosted by other stuffies who live in the town who know they're onto them. They chase them to, okay, they chase them down the street to a rowboat, and they rowboat away after the 17th worst choreographed fight scene I've ever seen in a movie. I still like it. <laughs> the, the shoddiness of some of this stuff is what really adds to the charm of the stuff. The stuff is a movie that you can tell that these people, they they went for it. They right. did the best they could with what they had. Yep. And it's just, it's a better movie for it. There's worse out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's no Children of the Corn, that's for it's, sure. Oh, God, my bad. That one never got released, but I the first movie I suggested was Children of the Corn, and it was a dud. Yeah, it was a poop sandwich. Not in a good way. So after a harrowing escape, our heroes, Chocolate Chip Charlie and Mo Rutherford, 
get in a rowboat and end up at a diner where they agree to part ways so Mo Rutherford can go to Georgia and get to the bottom of this mystery, and he don't give a fuck who's at the top. <laughs> and Chocolate Chip Charlie is off to notify the FBI, because, you know, Mo Rutherford, he's, he's an ex-FBI He was agent. kicked out of the FBI, so he can't go back. Federales won't Damn. listen to him. No homers allowed. And then we cut. Again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to keep saying we cut, but that there is literally it no transition. Yeah, no, it does. You're across the globe in seconds. Splits of seconds. We cut back to Jason, whose family is now fully stuffy. <laughs> Man, I really should have thought about that before I said it. His whole family has thrown out all the food. That's a whole other genre, dude. And replaced it with the stuff. And so he, after his family accosts him and forces him to eat the stuff, yeah, he has to go to his room. Until he eats the stuff. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts of the whole shooting match, too. So he does what any rational person would do. <laughs> and he dumps the stuff uh, in the toilet and fills it with shaving cream. Doesn't it try to, like, climb back out of the toilet or yeah, something? Yeah, he's got to slam it down yeah, and flush yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he's got to fight it. It's shaving cream. So he takes his stuff canister, <laughs> now full of shaving cream. <laughs> and just starts eating shaving cream in front of his family. It's, it's real food. It's good to eat. His brother tries to get it, and he says no. <laughs> you can't have any of my shaving stuff. But his dad doesn't believe it, and gets wise, and tries it. <laughs> and he quickly determines that it's fucking shaving cream. And then we cut to Mo Rutherford, who cut. somehow has figured out that this kid has trashed a supermarket, and is now one of the only people That's again. who hasn't eaten the stuff. Right. I think at the end of this movie, there are like six people in the continental United States who have not eaten the stuff. And everybody else who ate the stuff is fucked. So Mo, being the super rad guy that he is, goes to save Jason. And just in time, I might add. Because at that moment, Jason's family is chasing him down the street to do something. I'm not 100% sure what their their goal is here. I would imagine either eat stuff or beat the child for being hungry. I was assuming they were beating that kid pretty pretty much on the regs already, but... While eating stuff. While eating the stuff. So Mo pulls up and he saves him. And it leads to one of the only lines that I committed to memory almost instantly from this movie. You committed to your memory? My memory. Alright. Yeah, well, just... Hey, some of us are drinking There's whiskey. a distinction between memory and memory. I was just making sure that I was on track. Calm down. It's alright. I'll walk it off. Easy, big guy. So Jason hops in the back of the car and says to Mo, I just threw up in your car. I had to eat a lot of shaving cream. <laughs> and Mo says, Well, sometimes you just gotta eat shaving cream. <laughs> Truer words? Never spoken, I don't think. He wanted to eat Mo. So Mo lets us know that essentially everybody is now a stuffed zombie. And the only course of action that he can think of is to get the head of PR of the stuff company and Jason and get in a plane and fly off to... Midland, Georgia, home of the stuff offices and industrial complex. <laughs> so then we cut to Midland, Georgia, because that's what we do. We don't believe in transitions. <laughs> cut. There's a lot of teleportation in this movie. That's where all the budget went. And then that the head of uh, PR, I, I really should have tried to remember this lady's name. I'm, I'm sorry, lady who would never listen to this to be offended by the fact that I didn't take the time to remember your character's name. She sets up a tour of the facility so Mo can get in there and take some pictures. Check out what's really going on behind the scenes. And so, since Jason's very tired, they do what any rational adults would do with a kid when he's tired, and they leave him in an airplane <laughs> and go off several miles away to tour a production facility. 
I think they actually showed the uh, conveyance on that one a little bit. Yeah, they were in a limo talking were, yeah, to... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were just there. Not there. 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 And Jason becomes accosted by stuffies. <laughs> so he runs off. That's what this kid does, is get accosted by stuffies and, and run runs. away. <laughs> and hides in a nearby tanker truck. Not in the cab. <laughs> not underneath it. In the tanker. In the actual tank part of a tanker truck. Because <laughs> this kid is liquid stupid sometimes. <laughs> Can't run from the fucking tank. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't know. I mean, no, it didn't. How could that seem like a good idea at the time? But he did. Well, just how see how it. rationally would you be thinking if you're being chased by a bunch of stuffies? Okay, that's a valid point, I guess. You did just see the. An but still, pilot. I mean, you said it's yourself. The cab. He's a kid. It'd be easier to get into. I'm pretty sure that I would have the. Uh, well, the cab's also got the window so it'll see you. Yeah, but but. Even a kid who was scared, why didn't you just hide in the goddamn woods? Why did you get in the back of a tanker truck? Run away from the whole situation? Run away to where? A tanker truck? No, like like you said, the woods. Yeah, that's it was what somewhere I'm else. But no, he went in a tanker truck. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> it's a great idea. I don't I don't know why I'm being so <laughs> so jerkish about all this. This is clearly the optimal solution to this particular situation. I've also changed my mind. Then we cut to a motel. Where of course. Where Mo Corey Motel, where Mo and and PR lady decided that that's probably fine. They told the pilot to watch him or take him to like Macon, Georgia, or something. If they <laughs> if they weren't back in a couple, I think hours. they did say to take him somewhere. They did. I don't remember where, but still, I mean, that's that's just. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I'm Johnny got parroting answers for the world, <laughs> but I would not leave a kid with a stranger in an airplane only to tell him to take him by airplane. Take to him a to place. this state. Go several hundred miles from here. It's cool. <laughs> You're probably okay. <laughs> and then we we're in the motel room in one of the this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. The hotel sequence. Yeah. Where the the stuffies have booby trapped their pillow. With the stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. So as they're settling in for the night, a little bit of, a little bit of banter, a little bit of innuendo, not in her endo, but innuendo. Oh no, you didn't snap. <laughs> as they're getting ready to, to hit the old sack, the stuff emerges from the pillow, covers up Michael Moriarty's face. And how do you fix that? You dump apparently the world's highest proof brandy that is in a decanter in this shitty hotel, <laughs> which I don't even understand. And you light it on fire. And what happens is the stuff turns into this giant wall of flaming stuff and goes <laughs> up the side of the hotel room wall. And encompasses the back wall of the room. It is fabulous. It they, is, they, it's them graphics. It is them graphics. All practical effects? Graphics. OMG, take graphics. <laughs> and then they narrowly escape emulation. Immolation. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I know. I'm just... Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Right? Big words. And then, because this is this is how we roll, we cut to where the actual stuff, where, where they get it from. The giant, I don't even know what to call it, like like pond? It's like a pool? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even sure how to describe this madness. Vet? No, because it's coming directly... It's like, it's like a natural spring, but it's stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's... The best way to put it? And Mo decides... The, the vats best... were in the uh, factory. Yeah, they had giant vats of it in the factory. But this is like a, a football field-sized <laughs> yeah, 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 pond yeah. of the stuff. Like a hot spring. Yeah, yeah. So Mo decides he's going to take it to the man. 
and has his handy dandy bag with a glowy yellow suit and several plastic explosives. I guess you need those when you're an industrial saboteur. Oh, yeah. I mean... So he goes and starts planting varying uh, explosives around the stuff facility. And as he's getting ready to make his harrowing escape and detonate, he luckily happens to hear Jason in the stupid tanker truck as it's (laughs) getting filled with the stuff. What a twist. So he steals the tanker truck, causes a series of explosions... Probably the the weakest effect in this. Is, yeah, they is weren't good. Part. But you know, I mean, I think this movie had a budget of of less hey, than a million dollars. Pros and cons, dude. I mean, lousy explosions and all that other stuff that has happened. So he steals the tanker truck with Jason in it and decides that the only course of action is to go and meet a shadowy figure that he's heard about, leader of his own private army, Colonel Spears, who is also super great. He is hardcore. 1980s anti-communism. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy gone. Holy shit, dude. Yep, I remember now. He was wonderful. He was another uh, another what a twist. So he goes, explains the situation, lies a little bit. That's what he does. He's Mo Rutherford. He gets things. He's a problem solver. He solves Mo problems, yo problems, and Mo problems. So after he gets the backing of this guy's private army, which I still, I just, I love the idea that there's just some guy with a private army that you can just roll up there and be like, yo, you know, dog. there's going to be some people out there that have private army. Militias ain't gone, they just ain't on the news. Yeah, but I wouldn't imagine they're the kind of people that, like, take kindly to you just ringing the bell and being like, yo, you don't know me, but I want to talk to you about some things. Yeah. Well. And he, he talks to Colonel Spears and lets him know that this is some sort of communist plot. It's not, but he's just blowing smoke up a Colonel Spears <laughs> just to get him on his team. Up his butt. Up his booty hole. Booty hole. Fudge tunnel. <laughs> well played. And they decide the only reasonable thing is a full-on armed military assault on the stuff production <laughs> facility. It'll fix it. So they roll back to the stuff production facility and do proceed to have a full-on military strike. Shock and awe. But unfortunately, the stuffies had a contingency for random private armies storming the compound <laughs> and they all go into a back room and kill their goddamn selves and blow up the stuff tanks and the stuff chases everybody yeah and it's wonderful it was a beautiful scene so after the colonel sees what problem this really is he shoots it. he goes to his personally owned radio station to spread the word a la crazy right winger talk radio like you do, like some real Rush Limbaugh kind of... How else are you going to stop the stuff? Fees. Well, yeah, stuff fees. Stuff, well, I mean, it, it's both. There's a, It's a semi-hyphen. Stuff ease. Stuffies. Stuff, stuffies, stuffies. See? So after they flag down enough taxi cabs for an entire private military force, <laughs> they are off to the radio station to spread the word uh... to the United States about the stuff and how it's some really bad shit. You shouldn't eat it. It's bad. That's what the boy said. And at this point, I pondered to myself for a moment. I pondered. These guys are essentially zombie stuff junkies. Yeah. Is a fucking three-minute radio spot from some guy they don't know going to make them just like, Oh, okay, yeah, I, nobody put it to me like that. I'll stop being horribly addicted to this mind Public service announcements, you got to do them. It eats your brains, man. It does eat your brains, man. And at the radio station, who should return but your friend and mine, 
Chocolate Chip Charlie. And he says, hey man, why don't you let me get up on that radio? People love Chocolate Chip Charlie. <laughs> and Jason's like, he's right. And I gotta be honest, the Colonel is not feeling that. There might be... There's another, there's another quality line here where he says he's going to be watching him. If he says one thing, that it could be considered a code to the commies. <clears throat> and he's going to shoot him in the head. Which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. You're just worried about it, you know. They cover all your bases. But loyal listeners, there's a problem. Chocolate Chip Charlie is a stuffy. Bum, bum, bum. Which is a real goddamn bummer. Yeah, I was a big fan of Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yeah, that actually was, that actually caught me by surprise. Spoilers! So Chocolate Chip Charlie turns into a stuffed fountain, which is <laughs> pretty cool, and proceeds to flood the, uh, what, what is that? I don't even know. I'm not, Radio, uh... you know, the little booth, the recording booth or whatever. I don't know, man. We're, we're not a real it's recording It's a recording outfit. booth, whatever. It's okay. We don't even have a mixing board. I don't know any of this technical shit. We're in a garage. So, Chocolate Chip Charlie floods the recording booth (laughs) with the stuff, which, interestingly enough, is an amount that is not, like, physically possible. Like, it violates varying rules of science to have that much mass inside of him, but I digress. And Mo Rutherford comes to save the day by taking a giant electrical conduit and snapping it open. And electrocuting the shit out of some stuff. Out of the stuff. The titular. All of it. Stuff. Do you know why? Because he always wants Mo. And thanks to his quick thinking, <laughs> they're able to get the radio broadcast off to let the let the world know about the stuff. And everybody instantaneously. How's he letting the world know from a local radio station? I, I believe there was, there was mention of affiliates. Like, it was a syndicated program. Oh, sister stations and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, like the, the Howard Stern is on several radio stations. Or was. Not now. Now I think he's on, like, Cirrus or whatever. Baba Booey? Baba Booey. I never thought that guy was very interesting. I just like to say it. I mean, I... Uh, I always liked, uh... What's his name? Arnie. I always liked, uh, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Wolfman Jack was fun. But enough about radio personalities. <laughs> We've digressed. So everybody decides instantaneously upon this information that they're going to take the stuff and pile it up in piles and set it on fire. Kill it with fire, they all say. And uh, basically, the day is saved. But Mo, he's not satisfied with just saving the world. Nope, nope. He decides he's going to stick it to these fuckers that started this mess in the first place. So he rolls up to the corporate home office boardroom of the stuff. <laughs> Where the CEO of Stuff Incorporated, or whatever the hell it is, and the ice cream tycoon from earlier are are in cahoots to make a new version of the stuff. With just enough stuff to make you a junkie, but not enough for that pesky, brain-eating, shitless inside of you stuff. Just to make you want it. So Mo Rutherford, like a stone-cold motherfucker, pulls a gun on him and basically forces him to eat stuff until they're stuffies. At gunpoint, while Jason laughs and laughs. That was a great scene. That was pretty fun. Yeah. And then, in in a, in a scene that I found to be somewhat odd, because I felt like it was over, but then there was one more scene of the black market stuff that, that had arisen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in some dicey alleyway, and a guy in a panel van pulls up. and What you mean, baby? They, they do it all, too, man. They open it up. They cut it open. They take a little bit out. The guy tests it, and he's like... 
rubbing it on his gums. Oh, yeah, and shit. I, I, I rubbed it on my gums, but this is a podcast. Sorry, guys. Just to let you know that while the stuff might not be commercially available, it's still it's still out there. You can still get it. You just got to work for it. You got to call a guy and you got to wait. And that, my friends, is uh, essentially the stuff. the stuff. Great movie. So what are your it high was, points? The high points, I don't know, but it was just... <clears throat> it was one of those better, far better than average good-bad movies. It was a cream of the crop good-bad movie, in my opinion. The tacky dialogue is done just right. The effects are on it. Mo, it's a good time. I would have to agree. It's a quality film. You can tell that it wasn't a huge uh, a huge uh, affair. They didn't have a lot of money. Right. But they they made it in such a way that you could tell that the the director definitely had a vision for this. Right. And you saw it through. And it's certainly it's certainly not a, a horror movie. No. There's well, some, there are horror elements. There's elements of horror, I was going to say. With your your zombies and there are some pretty sweet face mutilations and uh, It's uh it's a a fancy B movie with no tits. I know, right? What were the odds? Not a single, not tat one in this thing. Yeah, hey, gonna... but stuff isn't one of those tat movies, so you got to go a little more lower on the B scale to get some tats. But I would say and sometimes you see an odd number, an odd number like Total Recall, <laughs> and not that not that crappy new one, that the real one. Thank you. I don't even want to talk about it. That's probably for the best. So I would say if you have any interest in. A, a B movie, if you if you're into the kind of the, it's a good starter B movie. Yeah, if you just want to test the waters, you're not sure what the sub genre of horror films you've heard about are. It is it is a step up quality wise from an exploitation movie. It's not exploitation. Well, right, but it definitely, it's definitely it hits this interesting middle ground between a big budget Hollywood affair and something that was right because there there was some money in the movie you can tell, but not. It's it fits nicely in between like Cannibal Holocaust and a like uh, like a Halloween right to hit something two movies from the same kind of era not the first Halloween or the second Halloween the, the original Halloween yeah by the way we're speaking of but the the John the, Carpenter the latter John Carpenter's Halloween right yeah and if you've, you've never tried a B movie you weren't sure I would say give this one a shot you the like stuff. B movies. If you've watched the stuff, Troll. the stuff, yeah, Troll, Troll Two, the stuff. That's uh, if you don't like those, you don't like B movies. We happen to like them. Yeah, I'd say it's on Netflix. Yeah, you got nothing better to do for an uh, hour and twenty minutes or so, probably. Yeah, about an hour and a half, I think. Maybe it's scotch longer. It is. Uh, it's got some great lines. It's always moving around. There's always something happening. Yeah, no, there, there there's no lull in this movie. It's a very, it's a very fast paced, keeps you watching kind of movie. And yeah, I guess that'll uh, that'll do it. That about wraps her up for episode one. And next week we will be doing Hellraiser, a uh, Clive Barker joint, I believe. Yes, one of my personal favorites. If you've never seen the first Hellraiser, it is nothing at all like the other Hellraisers. No, two's pretty good. Two's real good, actually. It's not. It's one is a lot better than two. Two is really good, and the rest are silly. Yeah, yeah. A little different tone to the uh, Hellraiser. In comparison to the stuff, so... Much different. Yeah. Not a whole... I mean, I find some stuff in the Hellraiser movies funny. Guy on the street, probably not so much. Melting bodies, I think it's funny. That's the joke. That is the joke. 